ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, October 26th, and your drive is on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We get everything started with you, our text line this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We also take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We're a little bit closer now. Marshall taking on Coastal Carolina, 7 o'clock on Saturday, NFL Network. This is going to be an interesting one. Marshall, for the first time ever, Coastal Carolina. That's pretty cool. However, Coastal Carolina is really good against first-time opponents. Of course, Coastal's got four first-time opponents on its schedule and historically been pretty good. 6-1 6-1 and one against first-time opponents since 2019. So, still got to deal with Marshall and Southern Miss. And Virginia's on the schedule as well. Yeah, not a league game. Still, though, is Coastal Carolina going to come into Huntington, spoil homecoming the way Marshall went into James Madison and spoiled homecoming? We're going to find out. That's coming up this week. We've got it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And on our sister station as well, 93.7 The Dog. And as I said, we get this show started with you. So the text line is now open. And again, it's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texture says today, the best defense Coastal Carolina has seen this year is Buffalo. Ranked at 83rd. So, is Coastal Carolina looking good against weaker opponents, or will any of that matter? Marshall's got a pretty good defense. Coastal's got a pretty good quarterback. Marshall's got a pretty good defense. Could this be the start of something here? Marshall going into JMU, winning that game, coming back, homecoming, getting the victory on homecoming, and then all of a sudden starting to get that momentum going, orchestrating wins, hunting for that East Division title, beating a team, also receiving votes. If you look at the teams Marshall was beaten, the two money games, the FCS teams, a top 25 opponent, in Notre Dame. James Madison also receiving votes. Coastal Carolina also receiving votes. Is that the next win for the Thundering Herd? So if you're highly ranked, do not play the Thundering Herd. Troy is pretty uh pretty good. I will say that though. So I don't want to over you know, I don't want to oversell some of the other teams and undersell Troy. Troy's pretty good. Again, I'm the only the only loss I'm still scratching my head over is Bowling Green. Louisiana, it's a good team. I didn't care what their record was. That was a good team. Troy, it's a good team. Texter says 
quoting Bob Pruitt, defenses win championships. You know, when I was back in back in the uh, the beginning of my life, going to games at Fairfield Stadium, watching the Pony Express. When I, when I was a younger Paul Swan, a, a, a wee bit younger, somebody would have that shirt on. Offense sells tickets. Defense wins championships. They're right. Offense sells tickets. Defense wins championships. The trick is to have both. To have offense that can score. And do it and be exciting about it. If you want to sell tickets. But have defenses that can lock other teams down. Make them look bad. Make them look boring. That's the trick. So, Bobby Pruitt. Quoting Bobby Pruitt. Or or just saying, or evoking the name of Bobby Pruitt. My guy, Bobby Pruitt, by the way. When we had the uh, Bob Pruitt and Don Nealon show, Bobby would come in once a week. It was always good to see Bobby. So, invoking the name of Bob Pruitt. Defense wins championships. You can be a part of this as well. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. I could do this all day. Honestly, I could just talk to you guys all day. We only do it this hour, but I could do this all day. We could just have this one group chat, or I'm quarterback in the entire group chat. You guys want to just drop in with stuff here? I don't know. You know, you want to talk, you want to talk about things that are not sports related? I'm entertaining it today. But Marshall will have the best defense on the field that Coastal has seen. Let's go ahead and say it now. This will be the best defense that Coastal has seen. It's a good defense. It really is a good defense. The offenses just need to support it a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Imagine if the offenses support the defense a little bit more. Get that going. Find a way to get some more offense generated. Get the pass going more. Not just being a run team, being able to run, pass, have a, I don't know if you want a balanced offense or just an effective offense. I I like balance, but you want to have an effective offense. Go out there and pass when you need to, run when you need to. If they want to stop the run, you pass on them. If they want to stop the pass, you run on them. All right, I like this. I got keys to the game. Texter says, this is a texter writing in with the keys for the game. And if these are good, I'm going to use them. I'm going to save them for Saturday. If these are good, I'm going to recycle these. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Keys for the game. According to one texter, Marshall getting pressure on McCall and creating turnovers. That's pretty good. I'm, let's, let's analyze this for a second. That's pretty good. You got a quarterback that's on my short list, on my notepad, of keep track on him, Heisman Hopeful. Get pressure on him. Create turnovers. Slow down their running game. Okay, Defense is uh, getting to the quarterback, then getting turnovers possibly, making sure their running game's not effective. Marshall limits turnovers. 
No herd beaters, martial beaters. No martial beaters. Limit the martial beaters. This is pretty good, actually. Also, Marshall, according to the texter, has to have an effective passing game. Okay. I'm with you so far. This this is pretty good. And the texture says, Laburn has to have a big game if it becomes a back and forth between the offenses. And the texture adds in, if, if it comes back and forth, then Marshall loses. Adds think Marshall will need to score close to 30 to have a chance to win. Okay. Have about uh, a little bit more than 30 points. I'm hoping that Marshall keeps it close as far as on the scoreboard with either shutting them down and then Marshall's offense finding a way. Get some explosive plays. I mean, we've seen some explosive plays happen on Saturday. I like to see more of that. But I'm not opposed to having an offense and just grind it out as well. I am not against... I like the quick strike, don't get me wrong. Going back a ways, you know, when when Chad would find someone, I don't know, Randy, find a receiver, explosive play, again, I'm all for that. I love I love the big bomb. I mean, I'm a Bengals fan, right? So I love I love Joe Burrow right now. He's playing football the way I want to watch it. So those are pretty good. Those are actually pretty good keys to the game. You think the score's got to be uh, close to 30 to have a chance to win, though? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Again, that's 304-396-TALK to be a part of today's program. Uh, we'll take a look at what's happening in the Sun Belt here before we hit the break. Uh, we've got a good one coming up on Thursday. I know, I say that. Louisiana at Southern Miss. I'm interested in that game. I'm actually – that's the fun thing about the Sun Belt. I'm actually interested in these games. More so than it would be if this was what if this was Conference USA Thursday night, I might not really be interested in this. But Louisiana at Southern Miss, I'm looking to see what kind of turnout Southern Miss has for Thursday night at 7:30 p.m. Saturday, Marshall's the last game on the docket. Old Dominion's at Georgia State. I'd like to see Old Dominion win that one. Actually. Let me flip that, because I like Old Dominion. I'm thinking, let's have let's have Georgia State win that one. Let's just put let's put a loss on Old Dominion here. So Georgia State, I want to root for them. Robert Morris is at App State, so App's going to win that one. South Alabama at Arkansas State. That's going to be at four o'clock on ESPNU, and then Coastal Carolina. At Marshall, 7 p.m., televised on the NFL Network. Those of you who don't have the NFL Network, and that might be a lot of you, right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog. Texture says, secondary play is important. Okay, got to add those to the keys of the game. I mean, your keys to the game right now, everybody right now, you guys are doing a pretty good job here with the keys to the game. So throw in secondary play. Secondary play is important. It is, especially with a quarterback that's pretty good. If 
you can't find the run, the quarterback will find the pass. If the quarterback can't find the pass, yeah, might option it. The RPO. That stop the RPO, right? Easy. Stop the run, pass, and the option. Just stop those three things and you'll win the game. Simple. That's the that's the game plan. Stop the RPO. Stop the run, stop the pass, stop the option, and you'll win the game. We'll get more of your texts in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I appreciate everyone being with me today here. We're taking you home. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We take all your texts right up until the very end of the show every day here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Marshall in action, Saturday homecoming. We'll be on the air at 4 o'clock. I'm going to be back on the West lot. Uh, no, I think, you know what? I think they've got us back on Thunder Street. We were on the West lot. I know semantics here. We were on the West lot because of being a Wednesday night game. So we're going to be back on Thunder Street. I'll uh, I'll get the band information here in a day or two. It's a, it's a local group, so the entertainment's going to be local. Uh, I know when we, uh, when we had Thunder Street a few weeks ago, moved uh, we had a young lady from logan and she did a fantastic job and uh, that was the game that the landau eugene murphy sang the national anthem so yeah some pretty good local talent so far hitting our stage so if uh, if you get a chance come to the game early you won't regret it you'll be entertained we go on the air at four the music begins uh, they shoot me off they want to play they want to go at five so they'll They'll shoo me off the stage right uh, right at 5, and we'll have the uh, the entertainment going on. And you can get to the game early. Enjoy some of that. There'll be some food trucks out there as well for you. So Thunder Street's always pretty fun. And uh, if you uh, haven't been to a game early just yet to take that in, uh, you should. It's, uh, it's really fun. It's sort of uh, trying to get that festival atmosphere before the game. Because I mean, really, you know, Marshall's landlocked. You, know, you don't have the, the picturesque view of – campuses and campus buildings and green and grass and no it's it's landlocked a lot of asphalt out there so you're trying to turn it into a a street festival and i think they're doing a pretty good job so far again the text line 304-396-TALK 304-396-8255 texter wrote in and said Marshall has an aggressive secondary, creating a lot of turnovers and complete passes because they play the receivers tight. Said that the refs let them play. If this week's refs call the game a little stricter, Marshall's going to be a little looser on the receivers. Got to be, got to be, and that could limit the turnover opportunities. Provide coastal receivers a little bit more space. So uh, coastal might the officiating. Texture says the officiating might give the advantage to Coastal Carolina. I hope that's not the case. I absolutely hope that that is not the case whatsoever. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
Sticking with Marshall just for a second, different sport. Soccer's in action on the road against Wright State out of the horizon. Marshall is ranked number six, so that's the good news. This could be an easy win for the Hurt. I, I know I say that. Looking at Wright State, they're four, five, and four. They're four, one, and two in the horizon. But they're four, five, and four overall. They're winless in their last two matches. They lost to Oakland one nothing and Western Michigan two nothing. Wright State leads the all-time series. Five, eight, and one against Marshall, but Marshall won last season's match one nil. So Marshall might have a shot in this one. Number six, Marshall again in action, uh, out of conference play, taking on Wright State. That's pretty, pretty well uh, a good scheduling move. You don't want to have too much in between. I think they're starting to ramp up. They're starting to ramp up and look pretty good. Marshall right now eight two and three three one and three in the Sun Belt. Sun Belt's pretty good, but three one and three. Speaking of the women. The women have an opportunity here. So we gotta we gotta pull real hard for Michael Swan and, and the women. So final final match. Marshall and Old Dominion. Sunbelt Conference Tournament is in Foley, Alabama, and the women are on the verge of going. Ninth best record in the league. Ninth best. So if Marshall can get a win here, if Marshall can get a win, Marshall could qualify for the Sun Belt Tournament on the women's side. Now, the women's side has not seen the insane success the men have. And I know that Coach Swan would like to make that happen, get him in the tournament. That would be a, a really great step in advancing this, this program. And I don't know how many of you actually know Michael Swan, the, the head coach of the Marshall women's team. If you haven't had an opportunity to really get to, to know him, he is, he is a wonderful human being. And the team's been very close at times. There's not been really too many op- yeah, too many times where they've just been outclassed by anyone. So this would be, I think, a great step forward for Marshall on the women's side because I like the coach. I think the coach is not only good at what he does from an from a tactic standpoint, but also I like how he approaches the human part of the game. I mean, that's some of the advantages sometimes. You know, when when I have the opportunity to actually get to know these coaches, you know, the coaches that you know really take the opportunity to you know maybe be on the show with me to you know, interact with me outside of just media events. It's it's really fascinating to find out what you what you can learn about some of these uh, coaches. 
And so Old Dominion's already clinched. If Marshall can clinch, I think that's going to be a great step forward for, for the program. Absolutely. So we're going we're gonna to really pull for the women tomorrow. I mean, we would anyway, but we're going to pull even harder. The men are going to take care of, of, of business. I have, no, I have no question whatsoever. But only 10 of the 14 teams make the tournament. No final placements have been set. So 10 of the 14 teams make the tournament. Wins are equal to three points. A draw is equal to one point. A loss is equal to no points. Three zero four three nine six. Talk three zero four three nine six eight two five five. That is the text line to be a part of today's program. Joe Burrow, named AFC Offensive Player of the Week. We'll talk a little Bengals with you, and we'll still get into what's going on with the herd when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We continue on with this edition of The Drive for Wednesday, October 26th. We take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, and our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I mentioned Joe Burrow named AFC Offensive Player of the Week in our last segment. Did you watch that game? Listen to it? I haven't had that much fun in a while. I was worried they weren't going to get the offense really cooking, and he was 34-42 for 481 yards, and they could have scored more. He had no interceptions. His quarterback rating was 138.2. Had a rushing touchdown. They won the game 35-17 over Atlanta. Could have been more, but... Didn't put the rub-it-in touchdown near the goal line as uh, they just took the victory formation, which was the smart thing to do. You don't want to get your quarterback hurt. You don't want to get anyone hurt. And there was no sense in it at this point. But it could have been more. So he's the third player in NFL history with at least 475 passing yards, three touchdown passes, and one rushing touchdown in a single game. He joins Norm Van Brocklin. Did it September 28th, 1951. And Billy Bullock, December 19th, 2004. Can you tell me? Can you tell me the teams that Norm Van Brocklin and Billy Bullock played for? 3rd Offensive Player of the Week award for Joey Burrow. First this season, he won it in Week 4 week four and Week 16 last season. And this season, Week 7. He ties Jeff Blake and Andy Dalton for the second most Player of the Week awards ever by a Bengals quarterback. 
only Boomer Esiason has more. Boomer was a nine-time winner. Joey's got some work to do, but Boomer, a nine-time winner. He also joins linebacker Deion Jones, who is a three-time winner, and cornerback Patrick Peterson, a five-time winner, as the only former LSU Tiger to ever win at least three Player of the Week awards. How's that for Bengals minutia for you? Pretty good. He's an okay quarterback, isn't he? And so now, on the road, it's prime time, right? Taking on the Browns, the Cleveland Browns, affectionately known as the Clowns around my desk. So, Bengals and the Cleveland Clowns. Unfortunately for the Bengals, the Bengals have lost 12 consecutive road primetime games, including Week 5 at Baltimore, the longest streak in NFL history. Cincinnati actually has these, has two, has the two longest streaks. They have lost 22 of their last 23 road primetime games since 1996. The Jets have lost 10 in a row between 83 and 87. The Bengals between 1998 and 2012 lost 10. And then from 2013 to 2022, 12 and counting for the Bengals. Consecutive road primetime games. Let's hope we can stop this at 12. That would make me happy. Especially... Going into Cleveland, taking on the Clowns. If you can't watch the game, you can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And also, you can listen to it on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So we got Bengals football coming up for you this weekend. Um, actually, yeah, Monday doesn't really count this. Yeah, the weekend, start of the new week. So we'll be rounding out the the – the weekend, sort of your uh, your end cap here to this. That means, what am I going to do Sunday? I might actually, I might have to actually, the one day of the week where I don't have to do anything. I might have to find something to do on the one day of the week. The one free day. You know what that means, though. Monday coming in late on Tuesday. That's what that means. If you need an excuse, let me know. I will write you an excuse. Dear employer, Paul Swan has given me permission to come in late as I am a loyal Bengals fan. And Paul has given me the okay to come in late after watching the Monday night football game. Because late night games are not acceptable here in the tri-state. And so this was a late night game and Paul did not want me to miss the late night game. So he's given me permission. If you have any questions, you can give him a text at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'm serious. I'll, I'll write your excuse. Nobody nobody wants to watch a, a, a late night 7 p.m. game, 8 p.m. game. No. Stop that. There's no place for late night games here. Any games after 7 o'clock, no place for it here. 
No, none whatsoever. Should be a fun one. We'll have it for you again. I'm looking forward to it. Cleveland's a pretty good team, actually. I think they're better than the record indicates. So it should be a, a good game. I won't be surprised if uh, the Bengals' uh, primetime road game streak goes to 13. I hope that's not the case, but I like what the Bengals are doing so far. They they seem to have uh, figured it out after a, a slow start. They're right there with Baltimore right now. You just need to win the division to get into the playoffs. Win the division or uh, be in a spot where you can get in the wild card. That's all you need to do. And hopefully they can do that and have another run. I'm not going to say they're going to go to the Super Bowl. That was an amazing run last year. But stranger things have happened, and I would like to see at least the Bengals back in the mix. That's the one thing about about the Bengals. I actually think that they're moving forward trying to stay a top team, and they've got the right quarterback to do it for many years. And whatever they need to pay him, pay him. Whatever you need to spend, spend. Keep Joe Burrow happy. I think he is, but let's just make sure. Let's not mess this one up, shall we? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment of the Wednesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 in AM 930. And our text line remains open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Coming up tomorrow, we've got the Charles Huff Show. That's coming up 7.05 p.m. You can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 on 93.7 The Dog as well. As that'll be your final opportunity here with the coach has to say before we get locked in to Marshall taking on Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers, one of the one of the darlings of the Sun Belt, right? Receiving votes, a team that has I think one of the better quarterbacks in the country. We're gonna find out how they fare against a really good Marshall defense. That's the one thing I can say about Marshall. The defense is looking really good. So we're going to find out what happens. That's coming up on Saturday. We're going to have it for you right here. We go in the air at 4 o'clock. I'll be on Thunder Street to get you started with your game day or game night festivities. Homecoming as well. And we'll have it for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. How many of you are, are listening in that or, or maybe coming in for homecoming? That maybe if you're listening in, on the stream, you're one of one of my listeners that you tune in from afar and you're, you're coming in for homecoming. How many of you are coming in for homecoming? How many of you are not going to the game because of the time? That's, that's an interesting question to ask. How many of you are not coming in because of the game time? Or how many of you are coming in and maybe the game time doesn't matter? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. And... You know, what do you do on homecoming? What do you do for homecoming when you come in? I don't get into the festivities because I'm here. So I don't seek out the homecoming festivities because I'm here every day. I don't have it's not a homecoming for me. I'm home. I'm I'm home. I'm here. You, on the other hand, there are a lot of things that maybe are exciting for you. What what do you do when you come in for homecoming? 
try to get to see the homecoming parade? Do you you get excited for the crowning of the homecoming queen? Yeah, do you have special tailgates that yeah you go to? Is it an annual thing? Is, is this an annual game? Doesn't matter the game, but you know, and when it's homecoming, this is okay. Circle homecoming on the date. This is when we go home to watch the herd play and and reminisce and meet with friends and family we haven't seen since the last time we were at a homecoming game. What do you do? I'm I'm kind of curious because I don't have I don't have a homecoming experience. I mean, I'll see people that come in, but it's not. I'm not coming in like, hey, I haven't been back since. No, I was here. I was here two weeks ago. So I'm curious. I want to share your experience of what I'm asking. I want to share your experience a little bit. You know, what do you do when you come in homecoming? You know, are you coming in early? You come in a couple days ahead of time? You coming in just for the game? You know, how how do you spend homecoming at Marshall? Again, we'll open that up three zero four three nine six talk three zero four. 3968255 how do you spend homecoming when you come back home with the thundering herd you can find me on twitter as well if you're listening on the podcast you can find me on twitter at paul swan again that's at paul swan on twitter for those of you who download the show thank you very much i appreciate that every download every person that listens stream download live we appreciate you all being a part of today's show we were talking a little bit earlier about the Marshall women's soccer team needing a win. Ten teams qualify for the tourney. Well, the Marshall men don't have to worry about qualifying for the tourney, but it's getting tight up there. I'm looking at the Marshall men's soccer standings, and, and right now Marshall and Kentucky back and forth. Marshall's got the one conference loss. Marshall's 3-1-3 three, three in conference. Kentucky's 3 0 oh, and 3. Kentucky's got the semi better record, 9 0 oh, and 5, compared to Marshall's 8 2 and 3. Old Dominion is third with 3 2 and 1, 10 points in the conference. West Virginia is fourth at 2 1 and 4, 10 points. Overall, the Mountaineers are 5 6 and 4, with a win percentage of 467, a win percentage in conference of 571. Georgia State is at 500 in conference at 2-2-2, but overall 9-3-3. So better outside of conference than in conference. And then Coastal is 1-0-5, 4-3-6 overall. South Carolina is 1-2-3, so so is James Madison, 1-2-3. And then there's Georgia Southern. This is the strange thing. Georgia Southern's 0 and 6, 112 and 1 overall. But on the women's side, Georgia Southern is killing it. That's that's crazy. I mean, that's absolutely crazy to me. It's like complete opposites, night and day. Hopefully, uh, we can get the women to a point where the women are close to the men as far as the standings are concerned. If women can qualify for the postseason, that that would be fantastic. I really think that would be fantastic for for that program. But again, you know, the men right there battling with Kentucky. And thing is, Marshall Marshall has beaten Kentucky. Well, I'm sorry, uh, tied with Kentucky. My my apologies, and beaten West Virginia. 
with Old Dominion. I'm, I'm kind of curious. I want to I see Old Dominion's schedule here. Um, Old Dominion beat Marshall and beat South Carolina, but still has to deal with Coastal Kentucky and Georgia State. Kentucky still has to deal with Old Dominion and South Carolina. So Kentucky probably will win the regular season unless Old Dominion can get a win. If Old Dominion can beat Kentucky, then that's going to open it up a little bit better for Marshall. Marshall, on the other hand, has to contend with Wright State and then James Madison. So out of conference and then James Madison. James Madison's at 1, 2, and 3 in the in the conference. So we're all Old Dominion fans this week, right? Is that how that works now? We're all Old Dominion fans. So we're all rooting for Old Dominion this week in soccer for Marshall to get the regular season crown. Of course, we all know how Chris Grassy is when it comes to winning the regular season. The tournament's great. He likes winning the tournament. You got to win the tournament. But he wants to win the regular season because it means more. You're rewarded for what you've done overall. The regular season crown is more important. I would say you win the tournament, obviously. You have to win the tournament. The way it's set up, you got to win the tournament. But Chris Grassy, I think he would be happier with the regular season crown, in addition, as all coaches would. But I think, just from talking to him, that he cherishes the regular season differently only because it's a full picture of the body of work. You know, anyone can get hot in the tournament. You know, Old Dominion, West Virginia could get hot in the tournament and, and win the, in the tournament. Georgia State could get hot. Kentucky, Marshall, you're kind of expecting them to be there in the tournament. So Marshall might finish up second. We'll see. Kentucky, after all, Kentucky has three wins and three ties in in league. Marshall's got three wins, one loss, and three ties. Again, I don't like ties. I like a winner. I like the awarding – for example, I like hockey. You have a winner, a loser, and then if you can't finish it in overtime, you deal with the shootout. You get a shootout win. You get a win and a shootout, or you get a shootout loss. And how you handle this is, If you can't solve it in overtime, you find out who gets awarded the other point because you split the points. Okay. Last night, Colorado, New York went into overtime. Couldn't solve it there. So Rangers are awarded a point. Colorado is awarded a point. And then you go into the shootout to see who wins it gets the point. But. Some would say that's not the right way to solve anything because uh, the team's not out there. Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, the defense is not out there. 
it's it's like more of a one-on-one at that point. One guy is determining the win or the loss. Back tomorrow. It's a Thursday tomorrow. That means we got Coach Huff show tomorrow as well. Keep that in mind. We'll be back on Thursday. We'll do it all over again with you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.